G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly show where we will be going through the national finals that just took place this weekend. And thankfully not a ridiculous amount of them to get through this weekend, Dale. Yeah, exactly. I think we usually, you know, talk a bit about what's been happening in the week for us uh, personally, but personally, I was just in recovery mode. Like literally, it was such a big Sunday last week, like eight, nine hours in a row that it really took the whole week. To oh, get over it. Plus you had San Remo going for the entire week as well. So it was pretty much a whole week event last week. So this week felt like a bit of a holiday. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it did feel like a holiday. It was basically nothing, but <laughs> there was obviously still things happening. Oh, very much so. And the big thing happening this morning, Dar, was the culmination of Lithuania and Pabandom Esnaujo. What do you think of the show before we get into the nitty gritty? Yeah, well, um, this is something I never thought I'd say that... I was really excited for Lithuania. <laughs> I think it does help that there wasn't much happening, but mm-hmm. I think the overall quality of songs was really good. There was a lot of depth, I thought, in this lineup of songs. Yeah, I'll agree with that. We've often had a bit of a crack at them for how long this is taking, etc. But ultimately, they've got to a point where you do have a good selection of songs to pick from, and I thought they probably had a handful that could have gone to Eurovision. So yeah, maybe about four or five they could have really chosen from. And the production quality is really strong there. I mean, it's not the hugest crowd or a big hall or anything, and you know they did do that in 2020, so it's still a little bit small, but it's got a great stage. Why wouldn't you use that stage that they have to, to work with? And the, the hosts are good. It's all good. They do the results a bit weird, but, you know, that's just not everything can be perfect. It's still Lithuania. Yeah, absolutely. There's never a lack of passion with Lithuania, that is for sure. Sometimes there's just been a bit of a lack of quality in the heats, perhaps. Or well, actually talking about passion for Lithuania... Kyriakos from our team, as many of you know now, has been covering Lithuania for us for the last few years, mm. has, and he's become quite a fan of this whole national final process. Now, before we start talking about what happened this morning, we thought we'd hear from him, um, and he's going to give us a wrap-up of the result and what he thought about the whole process overall. After five weeks, we have now wrapped up the Lithuania National Final. Just want to say with the overall format of the show, it works really well. They had two heats instead of three heats. Less is more. And after four shows, you really do end up with a nice bunch of quality songs uh, in the final. So yay, Lithuania, looking good. But what a shocking result. Monica wins with Stay. Now, looking back... Heat 2, Monica finished second overall behind Beatrix, and she came second with the jury there. And semi-final 2, she finished third behind Beatrix and Paulina. So it was a bit of a surprise in the final. She ended up winning the jury and came second in the televote. Now, in the televote in the final, she was behind Ruta Mur by just 147 votes. So pretty close. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Monica's win. But I do have an issue with the jury breaking the tie here, especially this year. So two points here. One, I do think the televoters should always get their way in a tie. And two, with the Eurovision semi-final being 100% televote, it would have been wise to take that route this time. Ruta Mur would have been an extraordinary entry uh, where Lithuania took a risk again, like they did with Monica Liu last year, and it did pay off for them. But I will say that Monica did give a solid performance. She's also got a song with Lithuanian language, which is the fifth time ever for Lithuania, which is great to see. And now she's the second Eurovision artist returnee for the 2023 contest. 
Well, another fantastic effort from Kyriakos to sit through all of the process there from Lithuania. Now, I'm sure we'll get on to talking about some of his points a bit later, but let's have a listen to the winner that he alluded to. This is Monica Linkite with Stay. I need your healing wait for me Well, it ain't easy to love someone like me All right, Dale. Well, it was a bit of a surprise winner for Kyriakos. Was it a surprise winner for you? Yes, I think it was a surprise winner for everybody, even Monica herself. <laughs> um, look, well, let's talk about first, let's talk about the result first, because yes. it is the biggest talking point, and then we will get on to the song. It was a draw, because essentially Monica got 12 with the jury, and the runner-up Ruta got 10, and then it was flipped the other way around for the tally vote. Very close on the tally vote, Ooh. as Kyriakos said. Ruta was 12 points, and Monica was 10 points, so it was 22 apiece. Even though we've covered Lithuania for years, and in my head I was like, I think they go the jury as a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure. Like, had they changed things? I didn't know. And then we got the result, and it was Monica. It was still a shock. So I think the fact that it was the jury choosing it has meant there has been some kind of a few talking points about that. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's always the case, isn't it? If a jury ends up or a small selection of people end up picking it, there's going to be a bit of a backlash. I don't understand why. Probably give it to the public is my kind of uh, leaning towards, but uh, it is what it is. They had their system in place and that's what we've ended up with. Exactly. And look, I'm totally should, I believe it should be Televote always to break it. I will say Eurovision fans often will choose the method that best suits their song that they like. Yes, now, if true. Ruda had won this way, I don't think we'd be hearing as much. I remember when my um, good friend Victor from North Macedonia lost on tiebreaker last year because a jury chose that with Superman, mm-hmm. the, that wonderful song that people weren't complaining that hard about at the time. And so it all often falls about the song that people want to send. That reminds me, I should send that jury some chocolates or something (laughs) just to say thank you very much on behalf of all of us. Well, look, it doesn't really matter in the end because of... Monica wins. It's their process, and that's all it is to it. And I thought she did a really good performance and did some little changes that I think made all the difference. I think you're right. It was the changes and the subtle changes to the song that she made that I think actually pushed it to the top of the jury because, as as um, Kiriakos was saying, it wasn't really there as a jury song or a jury favourite prior. But then we've got to the final, and here she is topping the jury. I went back today and looked at all three of her performances and this steadily got better as it went along. She made changes, she took the feedback on and obviously she's got the ticket now. Yeah, exactly. So the biggest change I think that made a huge difference in the chorus that she had the backing um, singers kind of doing the just the kind of woo woos <laughs> for a better word, and then that actually had Lithuanian language that she does use at the very end of the song mm. in those earlier parts. But she used that Lithuanian language for the main part, and she sung along with it because she was ad-libbing other kind of English chorus parts on top of them mm-hmm. in the semis, and it just wasn't working. It was very dull. I I just did nothing for me. I was like, oh, good good singer. Um, we know she can sing but songs just a bit dull that chorus made a big difference today yeah it actually made the song a lot more punchy didn't it the way remembered she, it. it was yeah the way it was rearranged she really stepped it up her puss finale performance <laughs> probably wasn't my favorite but then when i'm looking at all the performances this morning she was the one that stood out and that vocal can get a little shouty but i still think it is quality and she does control it 
Exactly. And I think also her tally vote was just behind uh, Ruta. And we're talking 12,000 votes here, way more than everybody else. Mm. So ultimately, she was only about 100 or so votes off getting a 12 and a 12, which, you know, we wouldn't even be having the discussion whether she should go or not. So ultimately, they chose you get a very different crowd that comes to the final Mm -hmm. of um, Pabandami's Nayao. So it's understandable that you're going to get different results. It always happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was still, it was still a shock. Mm. Probably one of the biggest shocks of the the season, definitely. Maybe up there with Gustav winning in Belgium. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So before we get on to the rest, how do you think this one, what's your vibe? How do you think this one is going to feel in the Liverpool lineup? Look, I think it's a Eurovision-worthy song and performance. I would be feeling better for Lithuania if they had jury. Because um, she she can sing it well, but we do know there is a, a very passionate diaspora across Europe, which will always help Lithuania, particularly when they know it has to be a hundred percent telly. Mm-hmm. I just don't think for the average viewer at home, this is something that's going to make them pick up the phone. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think a lot of the average viewers will sit there and go, "Oh, that was good. She can really sing. She, you know, comes across camera very well." Am I compelled to pick up the phone? Maybe not. But uh, you're right. We've got that diaspora that always tends to do fairly well for Lithuania. So this is definitely not dead in the water for me. It's not dead in the water, but I'm glad they're in our semi. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that will come back to bite me, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she finishes 10th and Australia we finish finishes 11th. 11th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall we go through some of the others here, Dale? One of the big favourites with the fans was Ruta Mer Solo. Uh, came in second. Thoughts on this one? Well, look, I won't lie. This is the one I wanted to get through when it got down to the the nitty-gritty of it all. I just thought this is a really interesting song. I think this was sending something that doesn't fit in a box of what you expect at Eurovision. I know for some... They, it, it's it's more of an overall. Someone said an overall vibe, and I and mm. I totally feel that it is a vibe. It is more the overall experience rather than one necessarily hook to hang on to. It's more like wow, that was just really different and interesting. And I think this would have had a better chance. I feel. Mm, okay, I'm going to totally disagree. Uh, I started with this one being my favourite for the national final. But I find it a bit boring and monotonous now. For me, you give me one and a half minutes of that song and I'm happy, but then it just becomes repetitive and kind of drags on a bit. And yes, she's got a lovely vocal tone, very reminiscent of Alison Moyet, etc. But it just becomes a bit monotone after a while. And I, I just felt, yeah, I don't know, it kind of lost steam for me as as the competition went along. But I still think she's a, a great performer and I'll probably listen to the song, but I'm not that keen on it like I was a few weeks ago. Yeah, okay. Well, then I'll counter that and say it's not about listening to a song three weeks in a row. It's <laughs> yeah. about singing, uh, watching it first time of the night. And you got a great overall impression first time of the night, did you not? Yes, that is correct. Yes. But, yeah, I still find it a bit droney now. Hmm, I do all. I do get it. I do get why people do find it that. I just think the people who will like it will really like it. And if you put these two songs up against each other with all of Europe, all of Europe would probably choose Monica. Hmm. But if you put her Ruta up against a smorgasbord of... I'm not going to talk, start talking about food again. But a <laughs> smorgasbord of other songs, some people will pick Ruta and I don't think anyone will pick Monica. Yeah, you're so right. At least, at least some people would have... I we feel compelled to at least pick up Ruta the phone. wouldn't fade away into the background a bit, whereas perhaps I think Monica is in danger of doing that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Third place was one of the other favourites with Beat Rich. Like a movie, what did you think? I think a third place is about where it probably should be. I think it is exactly where it should be. And it was third with Jury and third with Public. And these top three were the top three on both, which never really happens in Lithuania. Well, so I do think that says where they were sitting. Again, a great performance, a good job. 
just probably not for me this kind of retro sound but for all those kind of retro sounds music of this kind of 2000s-y thing mm. this is probably the best I've heard yeah. like this has been the most palatable that I haven't you know, like gone ugh I hate it I was like look I really like it but it just kind of slightly irks me that era of music yeah likewise so, yeah so I, I I'm happy that it came third I think it's the right spot yeah the genre does nothing for me but somehow I had this as my 12 points going yeah. into the final I don't know maybe it seems like the juries have dropped her whether the amount of bands already selected to go to Eurovision was playing on their mind or anything like that but she had got the top jury points every performance this one she dropped down a third so interesting very interesting that's a very good point actually i think maybe if no other bands had gone you'd probably want to send something like this mm. but i think other ones will stand out more than this yeah but i'd like to see her come back i think she's quite the performer all right let's talk about a couple of others quickly i know you're a big fan of petunia dale did you want to talk about her look i think again another good performance i think it definitely improved from that first show interestingly the jury did come for it a, a, a bit more here it came fourth overall which i thought was a good result mm. tally vote kind of didn't really comfort even though you could kind of throw a blanket over a lot of them from kind of that seven six five four points so ultimately fourth place is still a good result and the last one i kind of want to talk about is paulina i have to say this was another bit of the fan favorite ones particularly ones who like the uh, in quotation mark pop girly songs <laughs> Let me think about me. Um, I think she'll be thinking about that note she tried to hit uh, towards the sort of end of the performance. Didn't really land. It was another really good performance. Not as good as the Puss Finale, yes. the semi-final, when we're referring to the Puss Finale. <laughs> uh, so, look, not as good as that. But I understand why she went for it. Mm. She was behind the pack of the top bunch. And you needed to do something to say, look at me, particularly for that jury. Yes. She had a swing. She yep. missed, yep. but you've got to have a swing. You know, she might have come fourth instead. Yeah, like, exactly. That's probably it. And ultimately, it's a fun pop girly song, mm. but there's other better stuff out there. Yeah. I think it's because it was the one pop girly song in this bunch that everyone got very excited by it. It was probably the most palatable pop song of the bunch. I do get it, but it was a little lightweight. It was probably a little bit lightweight. I said to you, if this was in a Melfest semifinal or a Heat or whatever, we'd be kind of going, oh my gosh, this is basic, isn't it? But then you We'd still it- probably vote for it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I'd like to see her back. I think she was a, um, a an excellent performer. All right, anyone else here you want to touch on there? Great to see Gabrielis back again. Mm-hmm. Um, he did well to be there. He just needs a better song. One day he will go to Eurovision, I'm sure of it. And a shout out to, to my boy Mario Junes. An epic ninth place. <laughs> I think I found one or two other people who liked it during the week. No one else did. But anyway, it's. Um, I think that's an epic song. Well, he got over a thousand televotes, so he had a few people that liked him there, though. Well, over in Sweden, we had the third heat of a Melody Festival. Now, Michael, you caught all the action from this morning. Ooh. You want to start us off about who were direct to finale, DTF? Yes, our DTFs for this morning. Let's start off with the first round of voting, and that went to Marcus and Martinus. The Norwegians there, that was song number seven with Air. They went straight through to the final. No twink death happening there. They're very much in their twink era from what I could see. Uh, Now, joining them in the final will be Paul Ray with his songs Royals. He won the second round of voting, I have to say. All the Australians are going to say exactly the same thing. Goodness me, this sounds like a Shepherd song. (laughs) They didn't invent the genre, but I totally agree. 
And I do have to say, from the performances this morning, I do think these two were the director finales for me as well. So I'm not really shocked with the voting. All right, and then what about the ones who now go on to semi... It's a semi-final, isn't it? We don't call it Andre Hansen anymore. Yes, we don't call it Andre Hansen anymore. <laughs> so our semi-final songs were Nordman with their song Slap a la Sorga, which was this kind of sort of Viking schlagery kind of thing. I thought it kind of worked well. They had a traditional instrument on stage. Uh, and then we had Melanie Weber with her song for the show. She got there, and I have to say, these guys, as far as the voting goes, were a fair bit ahead of the non-qualifiers, and I can kind of understand why. All right, and then wrapping up the the results, who sadly had their Melody Festival and run come to an end? Uh, this morning coming to an end was Ida Lova with her um, lovely, I thought, Swedish ballad. Uh, it was a little bit odd at times, but at the same token, it did work for me. I'll go on to Casanovas. They were the sort of dance band. Uh, they had a very, very Melfest kind of song in, in my eyes. I don't know, sort of passed me by. And unfortunately, most of the voters. And of course, one of the big talking points of the week, Laurel with her song Sober unfortunately came in in fifth won't be uh, progressing but i have to say i kind of love it and uh i'll be listening to that one because the chorus itself is just so catchy so we always have that one we won't see it again at melody festival but we'll have it on our playlist for the rest of our lives now can i ask you a question about a topic that came up during the week oh of course do you think there has been any kind of ageism in a lot of the commentary we saw during this week I want to say that I did feel there was some really overt ageism out there this week, but at the same token, we've talked about songs being age-appropriate in its lyrics and perhaps that being, you know, young people singing about themes that are too old for them. Perhaps a performer has to choose the right kind of material because, you know, if you're going to be in the club and twisting your rollies or whatever, I don't know, maybe people associate that with a, a bit of a younger generation thing. Hmm. Yeah, no, fair enough. Like, hmm. yes, I don't think our big clubbing days are beyond oh, yeah. ourselves. But, I mean, you know, we're not dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> find me in the bowls club, maybe. You won't yeah. find me in the club. Well, yeah. I said, like, let's just wait till we get to Euro Club <laughs> in Liverpool and let's <laughs> just see who's um, staying out later than anybody else. Yes. Try and take us on. We've got <laughs> the experience. <laughs> Also this morning, Dale, we did have the first semi-final of Songverkeppnen out of Iceland. Now, by the look of it, it took place in an aircraft hangar in a small town. Yeah, I mean, well, it is Iceland, right? I mean, this was always a concern if uh, Duthi was going to win in uh, 2020. It was like, where the hell are they going to host this? Um, but anyway, it was it was a really good national final. What I love about Iceland is probably them and Malta really are the most passionate countries in the world when it comes to Eurovision. Mm. And that really came through because I tell you what, no one's really been that excited about Song for Kepnan mm. um, this year in the semi-final, kind of almost forgot it was happening. And then seeing that crowd and seeing the enthusiasm, it was amazing. You just love to see a country embrace their national final like that. Yeah, absolutely. Another nation who I can't fault their passion for Eurovision at all. So shall we have a listen to one of our finalists that made it through semi-final this morning? It is Delia with Lifandi Inimea.
Okay, so Delia was one of our automatic qualifiers. Do you think that was uh, deserved? Yeah, I do think it was, actually. She did a really, really interesting performance, actually. Mm. Interesting artist, kind of young and and different. And she did this amazing, I thought, amazing vocal. Interesting vocal approach and sort of tone. But she really did a fantastic solo like performance for a better mm. word because there wasn't really much else happening other than LED screens in the background. Yeah, you're right. There was some odd moves she pulled, you know, mm. like, you know, when someone gets electrocuted and they kind of start <laughs> jerking around kind of thing. It kind of looked a little bit like that, like someone was like electrocuting her. But at the same token, it made it kind of compelling. Yeah. And I wanted to know what was happening next or what was going on. Mm. So I thought she elevated a song that maybe could have passed me by earlier. Yeah, it's an okay song without being anything amazing. Also, really kind of randomly, it's a little, like, it's very dark mm-hmm. in their staging. I don't know if there was a lighting issue or, I mean, look, I know it's winter there and they have no sunlight, basically, at the moment, probably. But, like, you could still put a light on. I know, the first 20 seconds of her performance, I'm like, has somebody forgotten to pay the bill? Like, yeah. someone hit her with a light. I can't see her. And there's also, because there's so much sort of jerky move. I wouldn't say like being electrocuted, but there's a lot of shaky camera work and all that kind of frenetic energy that you kind of also don't get to connect with her a mm. lot, which is a shame because I do want to connect with her when you do have her on screen she is very magnetic mm. uh, so i'd like to see that just open up a little bit yeah i'm interested to see where this one goes in the final analysis our other qualifier was bragi i'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of that song but he was of course our swedish slash icelandic footballer what did you think of his efforts yeah exactly like you know he plays football and he is a singer he's been on swedish idol before so he was certainly one that um i was watching this morning to see how he was he's got a good vocal he mm. really can sing well it's not going to blow you out of the park but it was very competent very well done and i think that's probably the way to approach the entire thing the staging was very competent the song was very competent he was very competent and i knew I knew Iceland were going to pick him when maybe others were a little bit more risky. Mm. He was a safe, very safe, Scandi, male, mid-tempo ballad. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Didn't take many risks in this one. There was a couple of effects in the uh, during the performance that I thought worked pretty well for him. But you're right, it just sort of chugged along this song and just felt all very solid when others perhaps went for a little bit more of a swing and perhaps didn't quite connect. All right, shall we talk about some of the others that didn't quite make it? Benedict, with his song, I thought this was interesting. Yeah, and also, just before we talk about the songs, they're not completely out of the running. This is true. There will be, out of the two semis, there will be six people who miss out, and one of them will get a wild card to the final. So any of these could get through. Mm. Not sure it'll be Benedict. But (laughs) I will say, I really enjoyed his performance. Mm. Um, I thought it was a kind of fun little song. Some really interesting staging that he put onto it. He, he, He put a really good effort forward he didn't just go out and sing it he had dances he had different moves and it was an interesting song and i enjoyed the performance but i'm not dying to see it again yeah i kind of agree everything was interesting the the performance chugged along that was almost like in sections there was this section that section this section and the song kind of felt like that as well it felt like it got going and then it slowed down again and then it got going again so I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see this in the final. Okay, all right. Let's also have a talk about celebs. This one was colourful. I'm going to uh, describe it as. What did you think, Del? I'm here for this. (laughs) I want this to get the wild card because it will make the final interesting. Yes. Look, it was... It was a bit of a hot mess, but when it worked, it did work well. So there's two main, I think, I thought it was a trio, but there was, maybe he's the guy on the guitar, the third guy, but there's um, these two, a male, female sort of singer. The guy comes out in, could only be described as kind of, 
puffy tinsel pants. Yes, that's a, actually a very apt description, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yes. like trousers for the for the Brits out there. Yeah, and kind of dances around a little bit, and she's all kind of quirky. And so much is happening on stage. I haven't even got to the red thing yet. So much is <laughs> so much is happening on stage that you're like, I'm not even paying attention to the song. I don't know what the song really mm. is. I couldn't tell you one line or even hum it now, but I remember their performance. Yeah, I remember it, probably for all the wrong reasons, unfortunately. <laughs> it looked like a bomb went off in a dollar shop, really, and it just that was the aftermath of it. Look, it was pretty frenetic. I have to say, I thought the first half of the song actually flowed okay and all that sort of stuff. When that red thing came out, it all started to unravel a bit for me. And it all started to kind of get a little bit crazy or I didn't really know where to look and stuff like that. But ultimately, you're right. It was a lot of fun. And I think it definitely would add something to the grand final. Yeah, like I think the red, but you have to go on. There's yeah, no way to describe to this. Describe it, There's yeah. no way. To, I just don't know how to describe this thing. It was almost another big tinsel thing. Like, you know, Cousin It with like, it's just all hair. Yes. It was like it was all kind of red tinsel, but it looked pretty cool when it danced. Yeah. But you're right. That second half, I didn't know where to look. It was yeah. sensory overload. Mm. It really was a lot happening, but I kind of loved it. Mm. But. I kind of wasn't shocked to see it not get through. Yeah, love's a strong word. I don't know about that one. All right, and the final one that we want to talk about here is Moa with her song. It was a big ballad and she had people surrounding her and everything. I thought this was quite captivating and she had a very interesting vocal tone, almost of the sort of Italian diva ilk kind of uh, vocal tone. Yeah, she was kind of almost giving me Icelandic Marlene Dietrich. Mm. It was almost like she was singing in the war and she was a spy or something because <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me because I'm obsessed with her. She was just bringing old school diva because that's mm. essentially what she was bringing. Old yeah. school diva could be a million different things. Mm. A very interesting vocal tone. I feel like she's seen some stuff in her life yeah. and it was coming out in her performance. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoyed this. I kind of went into it thinking, oh, this is going to be a long three minutes and I was just like standing ovation at the end yeah they didn't give her much as far as staging goes she was stood on a plinth like i say with the singers around her and then she kind of manually rotated herself quite slowly around so we could get a 360 degree view so there wasn't much as far as a presentation but i still found it captivating yeah so she, she didn't need it yeah she do you reckon she's gonna like do choreography oh, or no, something she's gonna do a flying you know jumping split no i didn't couldn't say that happening and in the interviews afterwards she had a dog with her that's cool (laughs) she was just sat there with her dog in her lap i've never seen someone in a national final with their dog so good on her she just she's bringing me like like i reckon she just brought that dog and was like you just try and not let me bring my dog in i'm gonna bring it i'm living for it love it i love her even more now yeah she can make the final as well i'm happy with her (laughs) making the final so do you know what i really enjoyed the semi-final a lot more maybe because there's only five songs than i was expecting to yeah i was gonna say not something i've been really you know circling on the calendar for me song vic epnen but um it's it's piqued my interest i will say semi-final one so i'm looking forward to next week and semi-final two All right, Dad. Well, we did allude that this week felt like a bit of a week off. Do we get another week off next week? Oh, no. (laughs) Look, the thing is, it's not crazy, but there will be quite a bit of stuff coming up. Let's have a look. Tomorrow, we get the French song, which there's a lot of anticipation for. People are hoping this is going to save the season, Mm. in inverted commas. It doesn't need saving. Um, We've got Lazara with her song, 
Evidemment. Ooh. I'm sure that's completely wrong in French. Apologies, Steve, from our team, who is our French expert. I'm sure I just murdered that. But hopefully she murders this song in a good way. I hope it's really, really good and has a chance to do well at the competition. Lots of anticipation around this one. Hopefully not too much. Mm. Now, next Sunday, we will have two um, national finals coming to a conclusion. Finland, UMK. Oh, isn't everyone looking forward to this because i mean the selection of songs is just fantastic so i'm sure we'll get a great show i'm sure we'll get some great staging this is one not to be missed this is going to be massive so i think everyone's looking forward to that and by the way i haven't told you this but our bonus episode this week is going to be previewing umk as well so patrons we will have a poll up today on that so you want to get your thoughts and we'll be discussing and previewing the probably the hopefully the best national final of the season yes normally i'd shoot you a filthy stare if you sprung that on me but i'm happy to talk about umk i knew you'd be fine so i just let it go (laughs) also happening san marino una voce per san marino will be coming to a conclusion and we know absolutely nothing at this point the less anticipated una voce per san marino look i'm sure it's going to be interesting i've seen some performers already say sorry i won't be able to perform i'm out of here bye 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 there was drama last year. I expect drama this year. So the, apparently the semifinals are going to be televised over the week. Oh. We don't have dates or a lot of details yet. Apparently also it's um, delayed telecast as well. So I think it's already been filmed, most of them, or has been filmed as we speak. Then they're doing delayed telecast during the week, and then we'll have our finalist. So we have no details other than it's happening next Sunday, Australian time, Saturday in Europe. Ooh, what a process. Oh, God, I just get so over it, I won't lie. Uh, also happening is Melody Festival and Heat 4, which we've alluded to already. Mm-hmm. Song of the Captain, semi-final two as well, our new favourite national final of the season. <laughs> Strong words, Darwin's <laughs> our favourite. <laughs> and also Portugal Festival de Cansal. We had the first semi-final next week, which we haven't really spoken a lot about. And there's a couple of good songs, including... Claudia Pascal. Yes. She competed in Eurovision 2018 and she is competing next week. I'm probably going to dive into it a bit more this week. I've tried to give it a bit of free air and have a clear mind for it. So I'll really ruminate over the songs during the week and look forward to these performances. And officially not next weekend, but on next Monday will be Poland and their national final. We have half the songs. There's a couple of good looking songs so far, but we need to get the full batch. Exactly. We'll see who's in the running. I quite enjoyed their national final last year, so I'm looking forward to it this year. And also, look, it is World Pride in Australia. Mm. Come, at the moment, there's going to be a big concert um this friday i feel like there's a lot happening around and look we know nothing at this point but you never know is this the week that we'll get an australian song we'll have to wait and see Mm, we'll see what happens or just an artist yeah sniff of what's happening we might get something this week we live in hope though exactly and also this weekend i will be going over to the philippines for my work so next week's podcast we will for the first time ever oh. not be in the same room to record the Aussie Vision podcast. That's right. We're doing a Zoom or something, aren't we? We're, We're doing something. Microsoft Teams. Or something. We're going to work out something <laughs> and we'll make it sound as good as we possibly can. But the main thing, we'll be talking about national finals as usual, including UMK. So next week's show will be a pioneering one. Yeah, something a little different for us. Exactly. Well, that's it for the week. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thanks for our little week off in inverted commas (laughs) and can't wait for next week's action. Take care. Catch you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. 
You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.